What's up, everyone? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How you doing? How you living? How's your Tuesday? Hopefully, you're having a good week so far. I uh, if I sound different, it's because I'm down in the studio today. The studio. It's uh, I don't know if I'm gonna keep doing. Uh, usually, when I do the 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 shows, you guys can maybe hear the difference in the audio. The audio. Uh, I use like a like a USB microphone, and I just quickly get these done. Look, when I'm doing the show every day, it's easy just to kind of sit at my desk and grind this thing and grind those things out. But I decided to come down here today. It's nice in the studio. It's 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 nice and uh, nice and warm down here. I got the dog, got the pup, and uh, all is well. So uh, I wanted to talk today on the show about a concept. You know, with uh, obviously there's not that many sports going on right now. There's uh, football, college football, and the NFL. Really, besides that, I mean, soccer is even on a bit of a break right now in terms of club soccer. So there's not that many sports going on. So I thought it was a good time to uh, do a little conceptual stuff. And actually, back in the day, for the old school listeners, we used to have Concept Tuesday. So we'll bring that back today. And on today's concept show, we'll talk about middling. Okay, now this is a concept that seems pretty self-explanatory, but there's certain way, certain times you want a middle, certain examples of it uh, to make the most money. And so we'll talk about that on today's show. Um, to kind of go over it in general, middling is the idea of taking both teams, okay? So you usually middle when you get a line early in the week and then before the start of that game, the line has moved so much that you have an opportunity to take the other team and hope that it hits, as the uh, phrase suggests, in the middle of those two numbers. So uh, let, let's let's give just a quick example of, this is hypothetical, but let's say team A is playing team B and it opens up a pick okay? Team A, not favored by anything. Team B, not favored by anything, okay? It's a pick minus 110. Well, let's say throughout the course of the week, Team A now becomes a seven-point favorite. Well, what you'd want to do is take Team A to start off with, and then you take Team B once the line gets to plus seven, right? Team A minus seven, Team B plus seven. That way, you're going into the game with Team A pick them and Team B plus seven. Now, what you're hoping happens is that Team A wins by between one and six points, because that would mean you are middling the game and winning both of your bets. Now, let's use a thousand dollar bet as an example. Actually, let's 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 be more a man of the people here, right? I, don't, I know not too many guys throwing a thousand dollars around per game. Let's use a hundred dollar bet as the example. So, for Team A, you would risk one ten to win a hundred on the pick'em, and on Team B, you would risk one ten to win a hundred on plus seven. So if you lose any of those bets, right, you're sort of expecting more times than not that you're going to lose one of those bets. If team A loses outright, then you lose that bet, but you win the, the team B bet. If team B loses by more than seven points, you lose that bet, but win your team A bet, right? So more times than not, you're only going to lose $10 because you're risking 110 to win 100 on team A and you're risking 110 to win 100 on team B. So you, you can't lose both those bets, right? You're going to win one of those bets, meaning you're going to get that 110 back plus the winnings and you're going to earn 210 total and the other bet you're going to lose outright and lose the 110. So you're only going to sacrifice $10 if you lose either bet. But on those times, on those chances 
where the game ends with Team A winning between one and six points, you've now profited $200 by essentially only putting up $10 of risk. Now, let's think about this for a second because I, I, I can... I've, I can feel like the response would be, uh, what, what do you mean $10 risk? We're risking $220. What are you talking about, right? But my point is, when you look at your risk profile, you know you're going to win one of those two bets. It's impossible to lose both bets. So when you can guarantee you're going to win one and you might lose the other, right? You, we can guarantee we're not going to lose any. We guarantee the worst we're going to do is one and one and the best we're going to do is two and oh. There is no oh and two scenario. So effectively, when you know that's the outcome, your total EV expected value changes. And we can now assume that because the worst case scenario is going one and one, and you're going to lose $10, you're putting up $10 of risk for the worst scenario. So you're risking essentially a $10 swing here from your, your bank account or your betting account. And the best you can do which in this example, it's pretty drastic, right? You're usually not going to get a team for picking a team at plus seven, but still following this example, if that lands anywhere between one and six, now you're making $200 on a $10 risk investment. So that was an, an extreme example, right? You're not going to often get that. What you will get is lines moving, let's say, team A opens minus four, closes minus seven. That's much more likely. And what a lot, a lot, a lot of people do is they'll take team A minus four and team B plus seven, hoping it lands on five or six. Now, how often do football games land five or six? Not very often at all. But the point isn't about making these winnable bets every single time we make them. The point is, if it happens to land on that small amount, five or six or whatever it may be, your middle, then you win uh, you know, in this example, it'd be $200 on a $10 investment. Okay. Now I want to reiterate that you're investing $10 because that's the most you can lose in any given outcome. You're putting out there 220 bucks, but you know, one of them is a guaranteed winner. So moving lines is very important when you buy early and you get on a line early before the line move. If you want to take that other side, I think if it's Maybe in between key numbers, right? If, if the game lands maybe three, four, five, or six, right? Or something like that. It's always a good opportunity to want to middle. Now, there's another situation where this presents itself, and that is live betting. We see this all the time. Where an underdog, you can take an underdog, you know, plus four before the game starts. And if that underdog scores first, they may be minus four, you know, five, 10 minutes into the game. So if you take a team plus four and they score first and now they're minus four, Go ahead and take the other side, plus four. That way, if either team wins by one, two, or three points, you win uh, both your bets. If that doesn't happen, you're guaranteed to win at least one of your bets, and you're only risking whatever the VIG is for those bets. Now, this is even better. My examples I've been giving are minus 110 examples, right? Paying 110 to win 100 or whatever it might be. But it's even better if you can find like an even money example of these, and you can get a team plus four at even money, and then the other team plus four at even money, because essentially that's a risk-free bet. You know that no matter what happens, you're not going to lose a penny. Yet, if they both happen to middle, then you're making you know, whatever it would be, the profit on both bets. And I've used $100, but if you use $1,000, you're essentially only risking $100 of your risk profile to make two grand. 
and it keeps going on a, on a linear scale all the way up. Doesn't matter how much you bet. So I know we've talked before about hedging and about the best times to hedge when you want to hedge, things like that. But middling is not a concept we've, we've spent too much time on. But I would suggest, and I, I know that not many people like to do this, but I would suggest you start to try and middle. You know, Now, don't take a team plus five and a half, then take the other team plus, let's say, uh, or minus you know, four and, and put yourself in a spot where they have to win by five points. You, know, you only want to do this and try and middle when it's a very key number, like three or seven, or you have several numbers to work with, like three, four, five, or six. You don't, always, you don't want to make middling, I guess I should say, a constant thing where every single game you're looking to get on the other side, every single game you're looking to middle. But when it presents itself, I think that you guys and, and your friends or whoever you work with, whatever it may be, just should be more cognizant of it because the people I talk to, the people I work with, the people who I spend my time you know, discussing these kind of things with, they don't middle too often. And I do believe it's an underrated skill in sports betting. And it's it's great for profit because, as I said, you know, you're only paying the VIG if you take both sides and you get a good number of both sides. So keep that in mind. Whether you're doing it before the game starts and the line has moved enough or you can get a live opportunity to take the other team and find a middle situation. I think it's good. I think it's profitable. And I think it's something we should all practice a little bit more. So, all right, that does it for today's show. Hopefully, I don't know if we're going to be back in the studio tomorrow. We'll have to see. I like it down here. The dog likes it down here and all that good stuff. But uh, uh, in terms of today, not too much going on in terms of games. I mean, there's a couple soccer games uh, in the middle of the day. There's what's tonight like uh, Akron and who's tonight? Akron Zips. And then who's the golden? Oh, Kent. Of course. How did I forget that one? Akron and Kent. I don't know what the other game is. A couple 27, 30-point spreads. So, hey, if you want to practice what we talked about, try and use tonight as an example. Maybe hop on the dog, dog scores, you get the favorite at a nice price. I don't know. But that's the thing also. And that's a good, and I'm glad I kind of brought that up, and even though it was in a joking manner, it, 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 it's it's you can't manufacture these things. So when I say, hey, try and middle tonight, you know, that's not, I want to be careful because it's not a situation where you can really choose when you middle. You know, you don't choose when you middle. You only identify the situation and hop on if you know what's going on, right? The, the market dictates when you middle these games. So if the, the, if the market moves one way or another and gives you the opportunity to middle, then you have to be ready to jump on that opportunity. But it's not like we can look forward to middling situations or... You know, you don't want to make a bet in case the underdog scores. Let's say you take the Akron Zips tonight. I forget the line. I think it's a plus 28. Let's say you take them plus 28, and now you're hoping for Akron to score so you can middle. You don't want to put yourself in a situation where, you need, where you're hoping for something to happen. Then you can middle. But it's very important to know what middling is so when it presents itself, you guys know what to do. So, all right, good luck tonight, whatever you guys have, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.